All right, everybody, welcome to episode 138 of the Superhouse Podcast. This time around, we're going to be just discussing the Godzilla King of the Monsters trailer, and I'm always joined by uh, Maddie. Hello. And Stefan. Hola, friends. So we're going to go into the Godzilla trailer, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and we have a special guest, everybody, Jonathan, senior Godzilla correspondent Jonathan Portman is here. Hello, everybody. Konnichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> actually see anything, so that wouldn't really work, but it's okay. It's where he works. <laughs> okay. All right. Three, two, one, start. Our world is changing. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Eleven. Casey Jones. Oh, yeah. From the director of Trick or Treat and uh, Krampus, y'all. Did this? Yes. yes. No way. I love oh, yeah. I just, oh, man. I Mike, just watched uh, Krampus the other night in Doherty. celebration nice. of this. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Krampus is awesome. Mike Doherty. He's awesome. This is Brian Singer's protege. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Oh, shit. I don't but want like you to say that ever again. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he just Brian ruined Singer's it for him. made a good movie. This man is going to make three. Yeah. True, bro. True. I love the cast. That guy always—he's cast is stellar. Man, my yeah, goodness. yeah, it is. That one dude from Super Eight—he's the best on-screen Kyle guy, Chandler? in my opinion. Yes, yeah, yes. Kyle I, I, have, I have such a soft spot for him. <laughs> I wish he was my dad. That's Thomas Middleditch. Right? Yeah, I love Thomas Middleditch. Middle yes, just finished yes. Silicon Valley. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. King Ghidorah, bro. King Ghidorah. I, from I, I flipped. Flipped. Dude, this is really—you uh, know—I love that the music isn't like ultra badass. It's. It's majestic. Yeah. It's ominously beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's really, yeah. it's really yeah. handled well. It's the music is an interesting choice. It's not super uh, dark. No, it's, it's not. very, it's very awe-inspiring. You know that Mothra. Oh my God. It does have That's a sort so of Japanese beautiful. feel. Yeah, I like how it's tense, but also like hopeful. I don't know, like. It's, it's like our our saviors, our gods are also yeah. our undoing. It's like there's so many <laughs> things going on. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Oh man, and Millie Bobby Brown screaming it. her ass off. You're a monster. See, that says a lot right there. That your yeah. monster line. That's her mother. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rode on oh. through it and just swatting away. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Dance. You gotta have Hell Charles yeah. Dance say that line. Long live the king. Yep. yep. I like how Ken Watanabe is back. Yeah. They got the katakana in the back. Ah. Uh, yeah. Sick. Yeah. This was kind of a surprise hit for me, man. Like, I knew it was yeah. gonna be good, but I know it was gonna be this good. Yeah. That's the best trailer of the year, man. That you think so? Is- because, you know, they set up some, you get some of the premise, but there's so much going on. They keep it mysterious, but you're just like, yeah, I'm there. I, like, I don't, I really, a lot of times I feel like I can predict a lot of trailers, like how they're going to unfold. and feel right. like maybe I'm right most of the time. But with this one, I'm just like, I have no idea really how this is going to unfold or where it's right. going to go. But it's mm-hmm. so majestic and triumphant and beautiful and dark. I'm just like. All right, man. So, uh, what'd you think of this trailer, bro, Portman? Uh, it it blew me away. Honestly, I didn't. I you know this this thing had hadn't like 
we hadn't had Godzilla for like five years, right? I mean, yeah. the last Godzilla movie was 2014. Then Comic-Con, they, they did mention that they, they showed the silhouettes of King Ghidorah, Rodan, and Mothra and said, we have the licenses to these. And you kind of figured they're probably going to be in this one, but you didn't know. And you, you got little things over time. And then, you know, Michael Doherty was attached and, you know, Gareth Edwards said he was going to you know, move on. Um, and you just didn't know where they were going to go with it. And then Kong Skull Island comes out and you're like, okay, this is a formula that was that works it was successful it actually exceeded a little higher than godzilla did but they were really? both still successful in their own right i think it made like 566 million worldwide i think oh, godzilla shit. was like 530 something worldwide I, I checked those numbers i'm not i'm not definitive on those but like it was around that yeah um that was a formula and i was like okay if um, i was talking to like my buddies i was like dude this is like the formula you got you gotta you gotta entertain you gotta keep the monsters a high prep you gotta keep them relevant you gotta keep them like you gotta show them in the forefront but these human characters is like the side you know kind of story interlocking it so like monsters are the focus but you have this human story that we can sort of relate to but it's not really a focus it's not really like we care that much but we're just along for the ride basically it's a ride it's like a roller coaster this looks exactly like that and so much more like mm -hmm. the tone of the movie mm -hmm. it looks like it's fun looks like it's crazy but it also has this like dark element to it where it, it has a lot more deeper meaning um than you know than godzilla did or kong skull island like those two movies like godzilla kind of like opened up the door 2014 godzilla was, right yeah 2014 opened up the door kong skull island was like i know i'm going off here a little bit but my my point no, was is that um this is like we're coming to a head here and this is where this is our like a definitive launching point wherever it goes mm -hmm. from here this is what's setting it and you know you got mothra king door rodin yes all like that's like the crown jewels of toho right there mm -hmm. right uh, those kaijus that you anyone who's even a casual fan or just remotely knows about godzilla would say oh i know who mothra is i know who king Ghidorah is i know who rodin is those are the ones I'd say Mothra for definitely people that didn't know. They, they, I think he, she, she's probably number number two. I'd say after she's Godzilla, she's very popular um, next to like Godzilla um, through the movies that she's been in, uh, minus like the Mothra trilogy. Yeah. Um, that you know, those were high market. Those were highly marketed. That good, like they were those, those ticket sales. They did pretty well in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, they were they were very recognizable. Um, yeah, Mothra's always been a pretty, pretty much a fan favorite. I know that King Ghidorah always is like really high up there, probably number two in a lot of cases. Like you'd have like Godzilla, King Ghidorah, Mothra, or like people would switch them. They're all subject to opinion because a lot of people have different views on that. But like those are, you know, if you talk about like the top four, those would be it because like when Godzilla came out in '54, then you had, you know, um, Godzilla raids again in '55, right? They they just shoveled that out as like the. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that or Angulus, I'm gonna call him Angulus because uh, that's actually the definitive translation from mm -hmm. Japanese. Mm -hmm. Even though Angulus somehow like Toho has made like the definitive, I don't know. It's Japanese does generally lend to being more of an L than an R, actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is funny because like yeah, but but anyway, but, like. Then came the solo movie of Rodan in 1956. Rodan got his 
in that in that movie was like Rodan was this prehistoric destructive force of nature. Like mm-hmm. if you thought Godzilla was a force of nature, Rodan was like the prehistoric version of mm. that. Like coming out of the volcano, wreaking havoc, hurricane force winds, taking every taking no prisoners, like Yeah, the wind attack move, dude. But like Rodan, even though Rodan has sympathy to him at the end, Rodan was like was just non forgiving. And then you had, you know, Mothra in sixty one. So you're seeing a pattern here with their, you know, these are like the main head honchos. And then once Godzilla got, you know, that that got taken off into its own, um, you get you got like the merging of, you got the crossovers with Mothra and you got King Kong. And then, uh, of course, out of order, but then you have King Ghidorah, you know, has its own freaking title for his own movie. King, like Ghidorah the Three-Headed Monster. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. He gets introduced and then bam, there's your like universe and they go off from there. It's like, I'm I'm so happy that they're bringing these all three together, and they couldn't look better. Like, even from glimpses, I I know they've done these creatures justice. Like, from you could you could pretty much say like Michael Doherty said it best. Like, we took the silhouettes and we built them in from there. Like we hey, that's awesome. That is they are rec- they are they are the kaiju's that we know and love, but just updated mm-hmm. it with modern technology. I, I have. Yeah. I have I have some questions yeah. for you. I have at least one question. Do you think and I know this is mainly a Gamera thing, but do you think that they'll do the like amulet psychic connection to the kaiju thing with Millie Bobby Brown? Uh I, I, I honestly mm, my initial reaction when I first found out she was cast was she's gonna have some telepathic like connection. Yeah. And I actually kind of thought that maybe Mothra would have been that that kaiju um, yeah. or at, or titans as they're calling them in this let's call them titans in this monster verse because it's a different universe than Toho so like mm-hmm. it's a good it's a, like a translation yeah. of kami probably yeah but titans are giant beasts creatures you know godlike beings and this is what they're saying them up as these mythological yeah. creatures um, I am so ready for that uh, but like yeah I think but now that it more that I think about it, I don't think that's the route they're going to go. Honestly, I, I think that there's really I don't think there's going to be a telepathic um, anything. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if there was, and I wouldn't be upset about it. But I think if they're trying to keep it as grounded as they are, I don't think that's going to be the case. There's definitely definitely going to be some sympathy there, um, but but I think those characters are going to be more along for the ride. They're going to be in those instances where they're following things. They're not really going to be involved. Right. Um, maybe I, I could be wrong. And that's okay. I read. I, I that would be cool. But like, my init, my my thoughts now are that they're not going to go that route. Because, but she's touching that one kaiju in that scene, though. She's touching what looks to be the Mothra larva. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So so maybe there, like maybe Mothra, because you know these are being that they're like mythological being like creatures maybe mothra has a way of like getting into her like mind um that could happen uh but for, but for some reason i just don't see it um cuz I, I i think the 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 more fantastical they're going to go is that they're good, they're going to make king ghidorah an extraterrestrial like that's they're they're venturing out in that ter- in that territory i think they're going to keep King Ghidorah's in, um, uh, origins uh, like they were in the original. You know? an, a- an alien. An alien, basically, that 
a long time ago, they don't know how long, but like long, long time ago, could have been maybe the, like they call them Monster Zero, you know, that that's a callback to Invasion of the Astro Monster. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. When the Exaliens called them Monster Zero. Uh, but like Monster Zero implying the first, like, like number one. Like below number yeah, one, yeah. like he he was there. Before, he could have been there before everybody. His age, like they could have dated him back by studying him to like before you know Godzilla and all these other creatures came to be. Like so right, maybe, yeah. but but I definitely think they're going to be um, uh, they're going to go the extraterrestrial route with King Ghidorah. But yeah, the whole Millie Bobby Brown thing. I, I'm not so sure. I'm kind of on the fence actually. Do you think that they will? not give enough screen time to them all. It seems like a, like a lot of monsters going on, which is awesome, but... I, I have a theory about Mothra is that, you you know, um, Mothra tends to not last very long. <laughs> not like a bad thing for... It's an unfortunate thing for her, but like, you know, for instance, in Moth, in the movie Mothra, by the time she awakens and, and, and goes to rescue the, the, uh, the fairies... Yeah very long until she she leaves until the movie's over yeah um, that that could be just a, a happenstance of this of the movie and the way the plot unfolded but for instance mothra versus godzilla you know mothra fights godzilla um for like 10 minutes of the mm-hmm. screen time i think and then that's it and then mothra you know can't take anymore and basically gets like run down to and and dies over her over her egg which then hatches into the the two larvae um, yeah, that eventually defeat God. That, that eventually like beat God. Because they use the uh, web thing, right? They use the web. Yeah, they do this like counterattack sort of. Thing. <laughs> they kind of weeble, wobble around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, I think uh, I think that's that's what is going to happen there. I, so after talking to you, man, uh, and. Um, yeah, I guess through the podcast mainly, I I wanted to go back and, and I, I've been I haven't watched them all, of course, but I went on like a huge tokusatsu kaiju tear. I watched like a, a lot of them. Um, and I saw saw you know of course Mothra one, Godzilla one again. Um, I you know I saw like a shitload of them and. I, and one of the best ones was that 95 Gamera one. I love that one for some reason, man. So good. It is very good. Uh, it's the, the quality of it is like, it, it's known as, in terms of modern day, it's known as like one of the best like monster trilogies or, or, or monster like franchises because of the way they treated him. They, they took their time. Yeah. The budgets may not have been, the budgets actually weren't as high as the Heisei Godzilla movies were, but they... They were able to be creative enough to make it look better, and they—they they are kind of like I would say, even though I'm, I'm a Godzilla fan more than I am a Gamera fan, and I like both a lot. I—I I will admit, in my in my opinion, that the Gamera trilogy uh, surpasses the Heisei trilogy in some respects because of the quality of it. They just, you know, it's it's it looks better, it feels better, it just feel the flows of the flow of the film seem more more pace wise they seem more like movies instead of like some of the heisei movies are some of them i will admit there some of them are hard to get through um i just said oh i mean there's that one and the the human characters aren't really whatever you know they're they're good but they're not there's kind of just serviceable yeah i mean there's the one where godzilla's literally skipping 
like la di da di da like that kind of skipping to like like what the fuck dude like somewhere in the hey say it's the 70s right no no that that would be the uh you're referring to the 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 showa showa which was basically the the 70s were the beginning of the end for godzilla slowly only yeah. because of the nature of the Japanese film industry was, yeah. and not just God, not just Toho and Godzilla movies, the entire industry was suffering because of the boom of television. Like nobody was going to see movies in Japan oh, yeah. um, that much, and like even Kurosawa had trouble making films. Like they nobody wanted, and the Godzilla movies, they kept them going, but they weren't actually a lot of them weren't theatrically released. What oh, people wow. would be surprised to know is that a lot of them were part of children's festivals summer festivals that they would make these films for that's why you see that would explain that skipping shit that's why you see the budget go down you know the quality will go down and the, the him more of a cartoony superhero um because of that reason i mean it's it's cool to see different versions of it but i just don't want to see godzilla skipping <laughs> you know get it i have me i have like i'm very biased so like i i tend to like I tend to find something to like about all of them. And while there's some that I'm like, yeah, this one's not as good as that one, in my opinion, um, I do have a soft spot for those 70s. I, I mean, I have a soft spot for all of them, but like, yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. So, uh, uh, Maddie, what'd you, so back to Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the, the trailer at hand. Thoughts? Oh, dude, this shit looks sick, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> if anybody's watching this going, meh. <laughs> I want to be friends with you. There's no point. Um, no, I was super excited about everything. I guess, like, uh, my roommate brought up, like, he's like, what's happening? Why are there so many monsters? And I guess this is a question I wanted to ask, too, to Jonathan was, uh, what do you think? Is it, like, do you... I theorize that maybe King Ghidorah and Rodan come back, and they're fucking up the world, and Godzilla's got to step in, and then maybe Mothra comes to, like, help Godzilla... But is it like, are they get there to stop Godzilla? Because it's not, I don't really know what's happening. I like what I'm seeing, but I don't know who the villains are. Are they all the villains? And it's just going to be a knockdown drag out till obviously, probably, most likely Godzilla's going to win. And then I, when you were talking about the larvae scene and then with, uh, with Eleven, because I totally blanked on her name right now for whatever reason, um, I feel like maybe that larva scene might be an ending scene where you're like, oh no, Mothra was so cool though. And then you're like, oh, there's there's her little larva. She's not dead. She's coming back. Don't worry. Um, but because uh, I didn't even think of that, I was like, oh, they meet her like that, and then she grows into to Mothra. That'll be sick. And I was like, oh wait, what if Mothra is already Mothra? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I just want to know what your theories were for like what's going on in the actual movie. Like, what are you like? Yeah, I'm interested to see what you think. So here is okay. So. That's a cool. That's an awesome question because I actually have a, a recent theory that I actually saw on Reddit. Someone posted a picture of um, uh, Charles Dance, you know, the guy from Game of Thrones, who is yeah. he says the line "Long live the king." You know, um, he's in this movie, and it's interesting because number one, uh, he's British, right? So there's that. Number two, um, who else? is british well tom hiddleston what movie was he in kong skull island hmm, yeah. that takes place like 40 some years before this yeah. one um he he's still alive after this movie maybe there's a connection there maybe maybe 
because I will say this, Michael Doherty confirmed that there is a character from Kong Skull Island that will be in this movie. That he said, you're going to have to wait to see who it is. I think the reveal is that Charles Dance is Tom Hiddleston. That's the wow. connection. He ah. feels like, in some way, he feels like, look, I see what these things can do. You didn't believe me. You thought I was crazy. I'm here to show you they're real. F you to everybody. I'm going to set all these motherfuckers free and let them <laughs> take out humanity because that was the mistake you guys made. I, I also think that Vera Farmiga, who um, makes that speech about like how we're, you know humans are the infection, the fever, to mm-hmm. or the, the you know we're the we're the fever, and the and the, and the cure for that would be Godzilla. Thematic baby. And I, I, I but I think that like what happens is. Um, Vera Farmiga and Millie Bobby Brown, they, they seem to be like they're together in this movie, a mother and daughter. They're like sticking together. Um, and, and I think somewhere along the way, um, Charles Dance and his, because he, he, you, know, you see military guys in the background, so like his crew or whatever, maybe, um, mm-hmm. they, they know where these locations are, these monarch locations, and they, can, they infiltrate them and they, they set these monsters free and they use Vera Farmiga as like they kind of like corrupt her in a way not corrupt her but like try to make her think that this is the way it's supposed to be because Vera Farmiga said that her character is sympathetic to these creatures and that they should be preserved and we should you know um, study them and learn and learn from them and maybe coexist but you know what is the net what is the, what is the public reaction from that no these things are giant they could they, they threaten our livelihood they're gonna destroy us we need to destroy them like look what Godzilla did to San Francisco you know, like they're still they're pro- a lot of people are probably indifferent or feeling negatively towards Godzilla and everything. Like it, it's a lot to unpack, but like I think there's some connection there. Um, I think that there's really I think the ambig- ambiguity of like villain. I don't think there's I think the true villain is going to be King Ghidorah and Rodan. Honestly, I mm-hmm. think King Ghidorah is out to just conquer, destroy everything that it touches. I think Rodan is the same. I think King Ghidorah is going to influence Rodan in some way. They're going to work together, from what I see. And mm-hmm. I think Mothra is going to be the one that teams up with Godzilla. Also, me too. Michael Michael Doherty did mention these aren't the only four monsters we're going to see in this movie. What? Damn! They got more monsters in this thing. <laughs> is he just referring to the larva, though? Well, no. He's all, he said that like that. that has been confirmed in a way that. Other Toho monsters will appear. Wow. So I think cool. what they're going for is a pseudo destroy all monsters in a way. Like, here's the thing. You know that shot, that first shot they released of the, I don't know if you guys have kept up, but like that before even that little teaser with Millie Bobby Brown mm-hmm. um, a week ago, they came out with this, you know, EW came out with their first shot. It was that shot of Godzilla shooting up yeah. in the sky, his, yeah. his, you know, radiation, yeah. his radioactive beam, you know. And and everyone was like, oh, shit, what's that mean? And Michael Doherty called it a call to arms. Damn. Oh, shit. I think what is going to happen is these some other kaiju, whoever whoever they may be, are going to awaken. It's going to like a, something is going to happen where they're going to be awoken because of all the crap that's going on in the world. Like King Ghidorah is known to create like like extreme storms and winds that's why you see like the storms going on the tornadoes and all that all that coupled with like rodan flying around with the hurricane force winds i think that's going to awaken a lot of stuff and set the earth off balance which is going to create 
you know, some of these monsters coming out or these titans coming out. And I think it's the end. It's going to be like a battle royale. Sick. Nice. I can't wait for that shit. Godzilla versus Mo- Godzilla and whoever versus King Ghidorah and Mothra, or like they're all going to be dragging out fighting. But I think the true alliance will be probably King, like Godzilla and Mothra. And you see that shot at the end of like Godzilla and the jets flying over. I think they're going to be like, okay, Godzilla fought the Mudos in the first one, killed them, and then just left. I think Godzilla is on our side in a, in a way, or like even he, even though he doesn't care, like he's he's with us. So let's fight with him. So it's gonna be like humanity, Godzilla, Mothra, and or whoever against King Ghidorah, Rodan. That's what I think is gonna happen. Me too. The true me- meaning of villain is a little bit skewed, or it could mean a lot of things because of the, like the human side. Like I think Vera Farmiga is gonna be a victim of mm-hmm. her own demise. But, well, not being her fault necessarily. You know, there's a shot you see in the trailer of the photo of their family, right? Mm-hmm. And you see uh, that Millie Bobby Brown has a brother. Yeah. Vera Farmiga has, you know, has a, has a son. And Kyle Chandler has a son. What, something along the line happens where he's not even shown in the trailer. So I feel like something had to have happened in the past. Maybe with the Titans, maybe, with, maybe, maybe not. Something had to have happened where... Their son died in some way, and that affects her enough in a way that sets her off on this, you know, this crusade. I, I think in some way, I'm not. I know my thoughts are all over the place, but I think um, the human side is going to ref- is going to in- influence the Titan side, which in turn will all come to a head. And I, I yeah, but like I think true villain. As I'm drinking uh, my whiskey out of this beautiful King Ghidorah. <laughs> Glass that Hell yeah. made me. Um, yeah, I think that's going to be the true vil- That in Rodan are going to be the true villains of this movie. Yeah. Well, they set up even in the 2014 Godzilla film that Godzilla is sort of a hero character. He's like the he's like the guy. He's like the antihero. Even he, I wouldn't even say antihero because he's not like knowingly or like willingly killing people. He's just so big. It's like if I if I stop if I step on an ant on the ground. I may not yeah. see that ant. Unfortunately, sorry for the ant. I didn't see it, and and I may have stepped on it. He's n- he's trying to save the whole world, not not just one. He's big picture guy. Little <laughs> <laughs> so guy, like don't instinctual animal. Do not step on my territory. This is the earth is my domain, and you are in the way. And I think that <laughs> I love it, man. His thought, yeah. like I, like like forget about the humans, like. They're too small for me to even notice. Yeah, okay, I may see they're working with me. If they're not attacking me, I'm not going to bother them. Like, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna look at what's my size. Like, I'm not going to pick on these little in, insignificant beings. Right. Like, that and, and, you know, they, there's that shot in the trailer of Ken Watanabe or whoever is in that shot, right, um, going through the ruins. Like, what I think is, like, maybe a callback to the Cetopian era, the Cetopians from, like, Godzilla versus Megalon. No shit. Um, they were the ancients, the civilization, kind of like Atlantis, who, um, you know, called upon Megalon to destroy the Earth because the Earth was being corrupted and polluted um, by the humans. And I think that may, may or may not, I could be completely wrong on this. And again, that's fine. <laughs> but I think that Cetopia is going to be kind of referenced in this as like the ancient civilization. That'd be super cool. There's callback. so much mythology from all the Godzilla films, man. Yep. Wait. So, uh, the before what was the other question. It was the Millie Bobby Brown. 
the amulet the the her being can having a connection to I think you answered that though, didn't you? Or no? Yeah. Actually, you, he, his, your other question was about is Mothra gonna become Mothra and not be larva form? Well, I was just I saying, own? just like you talking about, because I haven't seen that one where the two larvae uh, take out Godzilla. And so when you said that, I was like, oh shit, that could be the like an ending scene of the movie where they think Mothra's dead. Emily Bobby Brown finds the little larvae. It couldn't be like, oh, I'm going to talk to Mothra now. It could just be like, oh, let's keep them secret, keep them safe for, you know, a movie down the line where I'm going to appear in it. But I had never thought that because I just thought it was going to be like, oh, her finding Mothra and then like it, then Mothra being born to help Godzilla, which I mean could happen too. But it just gave me two things to think about, like to theorize about. I think your one thought about Mo- like Mothra coming in to help Godzilla towards the end. I think that's 100% completely legitimate. What I, what I think makes sense in this and from that shot is that I think Vera Farmiga and Millie Bobby Brown, they're together, right? And and, and she's holding her hand and she's touching out to see, you know, to touch Mothra. I think by that point, Mothra is already Mothra. I think during the movie, Mothra is going to be, you know, they, they've said that Mothra is in the, uh, um, where is it, the, the Temple of Ma, they call it, in China in this mm-hmm. dense forest jungle area of the, I think it's called the Yunnan, Yunnan, the Yunnan forest, the Yunnan forest. And I think that is going to be um, over the course of the movie. I think that Mothra is going to be encased in this cocoon that they show, you know, that they show that like, kind of like it looks like a bubbly, whatever. Mm-hmm. I think that's going to be the cocoon. I don't think Mothra is going to be a larva before she's a moth. I think Mothra is going to appear from the cocoon already because they said this you know mothra's been uh cocooned for like or at least from like the stuff they've been releasing about like the mythology so far like those you know monarch files mm-hmm. i think that mothra's been gestating for a while and the heart you know she's going to be sprouting eventually but i think this whole event this earthly event that's happening with the apocalypse is going to awaken her because you know at some point you see you know that image they released the twitter image of like the stone image of mothra the people praying to mothra the civilization i think that they're going to keep that intact of mothra being this godly figure that they um they worship and that these people worship and i think that like you said that scene where she's touching mothra or about to touch mothra i think that's vera farmiga's sort of like I'm I'm theorizing that that's her redemption to awaken Mothra with Millie, and let oh, her man. that when she sprouts out like that with the wings, that's her going to help Godzilla because it's around nighttime. It looks around the same time as Godzilla comes in with the jets at the end. I think that's going to be like Mothra coming in to help Godzilla at the end. I think you're totally right on that. Cool. Do you think okay. that there will be some sort of thematic element as far as? Millie Bobby Brown calls her, I guess, her mother, a monster. Well, I think that might be somewhat of misdirection, you know, because you, yeah. you, you look at the image; it's a cool, it's a cool dichotomy, right? It's a cool, it's a cool reversal because you see her; she's like crying, she's like you're a monster, and then it go, it cuts to her and severe for me, and she's like, I'm so sorry. I but you notice the lighting is completely different. Yep, one uh, is cold, one is warm, one is in a environment that's not hostile, the other one is in an environment something crazy is going on. So like I feel like that was just a nice placement of misdirection in the trailer. When I when I immediately saw that in the beginning, I was like, oh no, 
she's telling her mom she's a monster. That's that. That's my human reaction to first seeing it. But upon seeing it more and more, um, my buddy Josh actually said this. He was like, you know, I think this could be a misdirection thing where, you know, she is not saying it to her mother. She's saying it to someone else. But it's implying that her mother is a monster because it, it's it's so, there's so many beautiful things in that trailer because like again her mother the but you you assume the mother is going to have something to do with releasing these these titans and which is a very bad thing for the Earth. right um so you know i i think that 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 i think that could be a classic case of misdirection i don't think she's necessarily saying yeah. it to her mom but they but they she calls somebody a monster that's probably a human so Charles like the theme Dan. the theme the theme is still there though as far as a human being a monster, right? right. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think she's definitely calling a human a monster. I'm assuming it's gonna be Charles Dance. Yeah. I'm assuming. Because it, Yeah, so that's a good that's a good prediction, I think. It, Charles Dance, who I think is I, I'm I, I'm I'm sorry I keep saying this. I just I'm falling in love with this idea from this redditor. I think that he's gonna be Tom Hiddleston, like an old Tom Hiddleston. I just like that's so perfect. It's so it could be. It could be. Yeah about it but like I, I feel like if it were i'll be like yes that's you know that's the connection right there Stefan, you've been quiet what do you uh, think of this trailer bro i thought it like i said earlier i think this is probably i don't i need i need to catch up on everything that everybody's saying it sounds fantastic to me and i feel like it's something that um you know maybe a diehard fan might be envious to 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 have those virgin eyes again so i'm going to go into watching a lot of this tokusatsu stuff with 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 uh with a lot of good faith and good uh uh i don't know i'm really excited to catch up on just the mythology of it all to see where it all takes place but in terms of just this trailer not knowing a whole lot about um the mythologies of it i just i think this to me is like the dawn of the planet of the apes trailer whenever that came out just like it's like I did not expect to see something so captivating, so moving today, you know, like I think it's like the best trailer I've seen in a long time. Like I said, it's still to me, like there's probably things that you guys have seen in it that kind of put the dots together for you. But for me, I'm like, I'm pretty much going in fresh here. Um, and, uh, other than like my minute knowledge of the names of the creatures and Godzilla, but, um, I think it looks fantastic. I'm really excited for it. I was not a fan of uh, the the King Kong movie. Um, Kong Skull as you guys, Island. Kong Skull Island. Yeah, and these are they're connected universes, right? Yeah, um, what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So I I I didn't like that movie. I didn't see the all the way to the end. So it's another one I should. <laughs> watch all the way to the he end left this time. in the middle of the th- in the theater dude yeah and i don't i don't usually do that but i justified it by it was like a cheap ticket it was like a matinee somewhere it was like six bucks so i was watching it and once john c Riley came out i was like what am i watching here or it wasn't just it was yeah you, you, got, you gotta get to the end of that because yeah, I, yeah. I know it sounds silly and like yeah, when yeah. i first saw the movie i was like how the hell are they gonna like kind of tie him in you yeah. know but it, yeah. and at first you're like kind of curious as to what's going on but honestly it's worth it to get to the end because while there is some goofiness to it and there is some humor involved there's a yeah. lot of heart that comes from that and it comes in yeah. towards the end and it pays off it's it you you, you uh yeah, I, yeah. I, would, I would totally recommend rewatching it and if you if you're not yeah, if yeah. you're not into it when you see it again that's totally cool um, but yeah, if you ever, yeah. if you happen to see that other side of perspective, 
awesome because yeah, yeah, like yeah, I, I felt yeah. the same way halfway through i'm like oh god is this movie gonna completely turn into something i don't like like as he came on the screen he started yeah, goofing off yeah. a little bit and goofed around but but there's yeah, so much yeah. more to him than meets the eye um transformers reference there's you know what i mean <laughs> yeah 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 john c yeah. Riley's the best part of that movie <laughs> Is it? Yeah. I, yeah. you know, I, I don't know exactly what I was feeling that day. And, and from what everybody has said on the podcast, I, I am going to go walk back and watch that one. There's quite a few. You need to give it a I'm fair shake, bro. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Give it a fair shake because I, I you know, I, I can be that knee jerk, like super opinionated, like uh, oftentimes that maybe it's an air of superiority or like some kind of like superiority complex I have where it's like, I can tell by a single frame that that movie is a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, you've said but, that before many times. Uh, yeah, I can tell by a trailer. I'll stick, stick to that. that. Yeah, Man, yeah. that's your opinion. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah exactly. But, but from what? So many. The world is full of like, yeah, so many opinions and, and different feelings. Like, I feel like um, sometimes it's hard for people to grasp that. Yeah. Because, yeah. God, it's like, so what if someone didn't like something? You know, yeah. like. If you liked it, then what does it matter? You know what I mean? It's like, what, yeah, why do you exactly. need them to justify it? You know? Definitely, yeah. But I think, I think also there's, uh, it deserves a fair shake, uh, especially from me. And I've grown on the podcast, you know, in terms of the way that I'm, <laughs> that I'm, that I'm coming to like review films and talk about films and stuff. Like, uh, so anyway, so I, you know, even not, you know, thus far being such a big fan of Kong Skull Island, I loved the 2014 Godzilla. You know, I liked that it was, it felt like a bit of a slow burn. And, you know, there were just these like moments of like really intense kaiju ness, not necessarily it being like super action y, you know, in, in contrast to like Kong Skull Island. But um, that to me was like, I, li- I like the the god aspect of these things or the nature spirit kind of aspect to these creatures jonathan and stefan and i in particular have been talking about the 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 deeper themes of godzilla since the trailer the like kind of protector god thing and there's the environmentalist aspect of them and and like this is the way i've and i i i we talked about this, Stefan, but just to yeah. relate it to you, uh, Jonathan, um, like the way I've been seeing it, and I love this kind of shit. This is I fucking love thinking about pop culture stuff on like a deeper yeah. level. Oh, it's one yeah. of my favorite things in the world to do, and um, like just the fact that it seems like if you look at like the A bomb connection with Japan and the radiation, yeah. it's it's the fallout of humans at their worst. Where, if 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 humans come from nature, but but what's come from humans in the end is this a bomb and terrible war that's ultimately going to destroy the planet just about, then perhaps nature will send something else to end humans. Like we're kind of the enemy, yeah, in yeah. a lot of ways in yeah. in in Godzilla films, and so like Godzilla is like a type of balancing force. Yeah. He's a reminder. You feel this kind of yeah reminder. You feel this way? I one hundred percent. I I think that um, you know Godzilla came from a very dark place, and and matured into um, a a creature that was misunderstood, and became something that was a beacon of hope, 
rather than a destructive force of nature. Um, I, I, I think that what they did nicely in 2014 was, um, even though they marketed it towards the, the, the destructive force of nature, which he is, um, in, in, in some ways, you could, that kind of comes in, in diff- you could think about that different ways because, you know, destructive force of nature that, that intends to be a destructive force of nature and one that is not in, in, intending to be and just is like, he's so big. But I think, you know, Godzilla coming from a very dark place, 2014 took that dark place and abridged it to the maturity of like where Godzilla, like where he started and what he became. You know, he came from a dark place and became the forgiveness factor. He was the forgiveness factor for what had happened um, and became a symbol overall of like, you know, a symbol and a reminder of what is bad about humanity and what could be saved of humanity. Like Godzilla can destroy as much as he can protect. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like from 54 to 1975, that that maturity that he went all, went along from being a bad guy to a good guy and being a hero that was envisioned in 2014. Here, we're taking it to the next level, and we're showing you the ultimate guardian of the universe. Right, right, right. Taking that title from Gamera Guardian of the Universe, you know, but like, he is he is going to be without a doubt the guardian of the universe, the product of civilization, or a product of civilization gone wrong turns into the forgiveness factor and that protector you know humans are always going to be we're always the enemy of our of ourselves we're the undoing of our own like Mm. problems like we could undo ourselves as fast as we could become you know peaceful you know nuclear war is a snap of a finger away And, and we could also be one with the world it's 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 a it's a it's it's so black and white um at times and godzilla kind of like reflects that so i i know i'm getting like maybe getting a little like super heady I, that's the kind of shit i yeah. love though because it on the surface yeah. it's like a ah, big lizard destroys cities which is cool great visuals love it but it's it's even more so when it has this other shit and it's like like there's like two the way i see it there's two takes where like in the first movie he's essentially the the a-bomb this is just a destructive force that was in the collective unconscious of the japanese you know our cities are getting fucked up you know and he's a villain but then this whole idea evolves into what you're talking about the protector god this like force of good essentially but it, it still seems like at times like it's like a there's still that balancing force there, I guess. I don't know how to th- say it, but I, in this series, though, it, he is. But it's a good take too, I think, because people go see Godzilla movies for Godzilla, and if you turned that character into the hero, then it's like even all the better, right? Because you still got your monster action, but now Godzilla's a good guy, so it's kind of um, it's just kind of fun in that way. And I wanted to say one more thing too. Um, the, the environmentalist aspect, the nature aspect, 
I, I can't help but think that Shintoism at least informed the Jap the nature uh, the, the the nature worship religion of Japan. That's do you know what I'm talking about, Jonathan? Oh yeah. So this it's not like your Western version of crunchy granola environmentalism. This is straight up sort of similar to old European paganism in the sense it's nature worship it's very old it didn't even have a name shintoism until buddhism came into the country for it to have something to compare to so uh and i i can't help but wonder like all these like nature aspects of that that inform japanese culture make their way into godzilla movies because they do call them a kami and kami is a word that comes from shintoism it means god but it's often a mistranslation yes you know, so I agree. <clears throat> yeah, it's not a god in the Abrahamic religion sense, where it's a the god that created the universe. Um, it's just like a great being that deserves respect. Uh, that's one way to look at it, like a spiritual being, uh, something like that. Well, the fact that they're taking it, I completely one hundred percent agree with you. The fact that they're taking it this route, like the mytho- mythological route, almost like, almost like. Um, Greek god, you know how the Greeks viewed their mythological gods, right? And and how that morphed into mythology, and how it, it became like, you know, in terms of pop culture, what we know as you know what Ray Harryhausen really famed, and a lot of other movies did with these Greek gods. But like, they're taking that route with, with the literal Titan phrase, but also for these creatures. Um, that these creatures are of a lot of them are of earth and at one point in time they were the balancing force and they were the ones who protected but could also destroy if they right. felt so to do so and I I freaking love that it gives it gives them it gives the creatures in the in the Titans more um, more more character more personality because they have motivation yeah, that's true. That's true. But they're just animals because they well they are they have instinctual purpose. But like Godzilla, ancient god protector, he is here to make sure that in whatever sense, whatever he's protecting, even if he doesn't necessarily mean to, he's there to protect it. He's gonna defeat the ultimate evil, whatever it is, whatever we can't handle, he'll help. Um, those themes have always been through Godzilla movies, even if they weren't um so. So on point, right? They were just kind of like in the background at times, but they were there for sure in in their other meaning and their in the, in in, the, in their other meaning. So like, I'm so happy. It's like Michael Doherty. He's already. I mean, we've already we already we already know based on in the interviews and recent like in the panels and stuff. He is a tr- like a, a true Godzilla fan. He knows this stuff. This was like the perf. I mean, I could. But he did release some King Ghidorah versus Godzilla footage from one of the older movies on his Twitter, and he was like, "Hey, who made this leak?" Right? I know <laughs> I, that was that was hilarious. I was like, "Oh my god, that's great!" Um, he, th- this guy knows his stuff. It's like it's like I'm not gonna I, I'm not at all comparing myself at all to him and his achievements, but like it's like if I were at his level and I made a Godzilla movie. I would I would want to mirror what he like you know because because we're like he's a he's a super fan dude's a super fan he knows this stuff but he's also doing it in a way that he knows best in a creative sense like you know the dude 
the first thing I saw him do was trick or treat. And he, and he co-wrote that. And I freaking loved that. It was like, Mm -hmm. it, 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 it had some great moments in it. It was, it was, it had, it was hearkening back to like the silliness of like the seventies, eighties, but it also had a lot of creepy, um, like cult vibes to it that like made it stand out as an original. That and werewolf scene. Krampus. Man. I know, right? I know, right? And then Krampus. I recently watched, like the other night, after I saw this trailer a million times, I was like, I have to watch Krampus now because I'd always wanted to see it. And I was thoroughly entertained. I was like... I That's the only Doherty movie I've seen, and I love that movie. That was a great... I loved yeah. Krampus. Like, yeah. I had yeah. such a good time with that movie. And if, if that's any indication of what Godzilla is going to be on a bigger scale, more grander scale, I am so ready. Because, like, I don't know if you guys saw that IGN interview that, like, that Damien Hatfield, I think it's Damien, whatever. He's, like, the IGN Godzilla guy who does a lot of the interviews and stuff whenever there's Godzilla news. But he he did the interview with the cast over the weekend. And oh, shit. there's a part in the interview. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a link to it. There's a part in the interview where he he's super excited and he's like he keeps on saying like uh, how, so many times like i'm a godzilla fan I'm a super godzilla fan and i'm this is not like a knock on him at all but i just thought it was a funny way of like showing how michael doherty is like my new favorite person um this damien <laughs> guy was like you know is king Ghidorah gonna have these like the the the, the electricity whatever uh, the electric electrical beam like i don't know how exactly he phrased it but he did say like electricity beams or whatever and michael doherty like corrected him immediately he was like Gravity beams. That's what they're called. <laughs> gravity beams. I was Hell like, yeah, freaking well. love this guy. Like, I love this guy. He knows what he's talking about. And then like O'Shea Jackson Jr., the guy, like, one of the actresses in the movie, yeah. like his favorite kaiju was Gigan. I'm like, dude, I love, oh, I, I love these guys. Like, I'm, I'm just so ready for this because I, I know that he's putting the care and the detail into it. And from what we saw in that trailer – it looks to be a goddamn hit. I'm just. It real. It really does. It really does. I'm just so excited for this movie, man. It comes like out everything I wanted to see, but like more, you know. On that note, did you see the Godzilla anime part two? <sighs> yep, I watched it too. I did. I did. Uh, there's a great meme actually that expresses my feelings about that movie. Um. It's a meme where, you know, it's a picture of uh, Godzilla opening the Mudo's mouth at the end and shooting the, his, his uh, radiation beam in there. Yeah. And it says, it has a, a text over Godzilla. It says, um, Godzilla, King of the Monsters trailer. And then it shows the Mudo and it says, uh, Godzilla battle, what is it called? City on the Edge of Battle. And I'm like, that's how I kind of feel. I... I watched it with some peeps. Um, we're all pretty much like on the same page, Godzilla wise. We love, you know, we watched the first one, the, the monster planet, planet of monsters, whatever it's called. Um, I did not like it. <laughs> Me as well. <laughs> not even the coolest part of that movie, which is seeing Godzilla do what he does made me like it. I, I'm, I'm sorry. If, if someone liked it, if any, if anyone out there likes it, and that's totally their opinion. Um, I, I, re I respect that, and I'm totally fine with it. But me, I, whew. <laughs> <laughs> I just, or that movie. 
I finished and went, what a wasted opportunity to do an anime Godzilla movie and make him move or do stuff we haven't seen and make, just, like, see something that, that, like, you know, CG can't do and, like, pull it off realistically that anime can or just animation can do. And there was none of that. It was just that fucking little kid just complaining, that little general kid complaining the whole time, wanting to kill Godzilla, and that's all he could fucking talk about. Dude, it was just like, and even the final, I was like, all right, all right, let's just get to the final battle. Maybe that'll be cool because there's like the weird forest people who live there. Maybe there'll be something cool. Maybe Mothra will show up. Literally anything's possible at this point. And nothing. Possible, but nothing is possible, apparently. Yeah, it's just like, what? Like, did Netflix not read the script? And they're like, fine, just go ahead and make whatever you want. It seems like pretty, pretty lame for a Netflix release. I mean, not that everything they put out is great, but... I feel at some point you should have stepped in and been like, wait, when does Godzilla do Godzilla shit again? I will say I don't really blame this on Netflix only because Netflix is just the the hand that feeds. They they didn't really have any like creative input in, in the project. Like Polygon Pictures, I forget the guy's name, forgive me, but the guy who directed and wrote, um, well, the guy who wrote uh, Nice of Sidonia and Polygon yeah. Pictures who did the animation for that. By the way, not to mention the fact that I hate that animation style. Oh yeah, me too. One hundred percent. It's so it's so one di- even though it's three D, it's so one dimensional. It's mm-hmm. so stiff. It's so uninteresting and unappealing to look at. The color palette is so drab and so like and so dull. And the fact that okay, Godzilla is so massive that he can't move. Like he moves like what? What was it like? Thirty miles and twenty miles an hour or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It the, like, there's there's so much uninteresting points of that movie that the biggest thing that people hated about 2014 was that the human characters stunk. They were yeah. not interesting. They were dry. Yep. They couldn't act to save their lives. And they were therefore unsympathetic. They were, nobody could sympathize with them or relate to their story because it was just so stupid. And even though I love 2014, I love the kaiju stuff. I, I will agree that, you know, that the, the human characters but aside from Ken Watanabe and Sally Hawkins, I didn't care. Oh yeah, and Brian Cranston, I didn't care about anybody else whatsoever. And the Godzilla animes, for a guy who has written like Detective Conan and all, the, he, he's he's known as a he's a good writer. Mm-hmm. I can't help but think that they just Toho just you know they just rush these out and like they just kind of write them and like you know whatever let's just get it out because. The human characters in the anime stink so bad. I don't care about any of them. They, their motivations are we're still not clear about. Their, the character development is still not there. There's all these characters that we like. Who are like who are they? I couldn't name one single character that is memorable or that I relate to. And some of them die. I'm like I, I don't care. Like we, we should be able to care. Like in anime, the biggest thing about anime is we should care. Like for these characters, yeah. and and I don't care. And the fact there's there's all this exposition, all this like this you know the, the nanotechnology and all these yes. all these all this dialogue about nothing, and we don't even get to see Mega Godzilla like that was a big tease. Oh God! Threw a wrench in. Mega Godzilla City. Mega Godzilla City. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. He was already Mega Godzilla once, but we don't show you that because it already happened. He yeah. is just a city now. Oh yeah, and it's nanotechnology because you know nanotechnology. He just creates his he builds off his own his own self into a city i'm like i'm sitting there like i don't i literally do not care 
I do not care one bit. And the fact that like Godzilla is just a moving tree, like they, <laughs> I, I agree with you. The, the, the thing you said is like they had an opportunity with the anime. Godzilla is such a, a, a an amazing opportunity to create something epic. Like you've read, you know, some of the Godzilla comics, like Rulers of Earth for one by Matt Frank is amazing. And if you can make that an anime, like that to me is more interesting. Panels are more interesting than seeing something actually like animated together because it's so more, it's like, there's so much more depth to that. Like I can visualize the action. Yeah. And you could, you, nothing is impossible with anime or animation. You can make Godzilla do some crazy stuff, right? It could Mm -hmm. be like Godzilla, uh, a Godzilla fighting game on acid. But no, they make it just like they try. I, I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to make some like humanistic, like re, you know, real grounded story about like the struggle of humanity coming back to an earth that was decimated by Godzilla. But the problem with that is that the the writing of the characters is so dull. No, like nobody cares. And therefore, if we don't see Godzilla like until the end or whatever, and, and you know, it doesn't come up or you're like, I think his screen time is probably less than 2014, honestly. Like, yeah. I don't, I just don't get it. I don't get it. Like you had, you blew it. You blew the opportunity. And maybe the next one, I, I always said this. I was like, well, you know, maybe the, maybe, maybe the second one will be better. You know, maybe they've yeah. gotten rid of all that exposition and maybe the second one will be all about, you know, we, we've seen this world. We know about it now. Now the action's here. Now the big st- part of the story's here. But no, we don't even get that. And then oh, you have gosh. the next one. They're teasing King Ghidorah, right? Um, The Planet Eater. And um, honestly, I'm I'm finding it hard to get excited. Like, I'll still watch it, but I'm not going to, like, rush to, like, you know, to watch it is all I'm saying. I'm sorry I went on, like, a tangent there, but, like, I've wanted anime Godzilla for so long. And the fact that we, like, the fact that it didn't come in like the way it should have been, in my opinion, is just it's unfortunate. Agreed with everything you said. It was so terrible. And I just like kept watching because like the first one, because we reviewed it and I was like, all right, I'm going to give the second one a, a shot. Like it's got to be better than the first, right? Like that's just setting everything up to show us what really is going to go down. And then, dude, like halfway through it, I was just like, I don't care. I'm just going to finish this just because maybe maybe there's something and then like they mentioned mecha godzilla and i'm like oh shit here it comes that's what we've been waiting for and then they're like nano the nano metal and stuff i was like oh shit mecha godzilla's gonna look fucking sick and they're like oh he's turned himself into mecha godzilla city and still i went mecha godzilla's gonna come out from the ground yeah he's, they've been building he's been building himself up just in case this event happens it's gonna be sick and then none of that happened i was like god it's, I almost wonder oh. if I almost wonder if like you know it's a Toho thing where like, and I, I hate to bash Toho, but we, everyone knows how they are for money. They're they're sticklers of money and budgets. They really don't like. They don't bend over backwards. Let's just say that they're not like. All right, here's a lot of money. Do whatever you want. You know they'll like stick to a budget and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like here's a budget, make it work. I feel like with the anime, they haven't changed. Yeah. I feel like they gave them a budget, 
in the time frame and Jen Urabuchi Urabachi, I'm I'm butchering his freaking name. I'm sorry, but like, I feel like maybe he was like, well, I mean, shit, we just have to like wrangle something together, like because these movies are coming out pretty quick for anime. I mean, the next one's coming out in November. There's a third one. There's a there's it's supposed to be a trilogy Uh. apparently, so like the third one, you know, Ghidorah. The, the, I will say the cool, the only cool thing I found about like you know the the, the alien, um, the aliens who look like just taller humans with like better hair, right, or like better hairstyle. I guess I don't know, like they know how to do things. He whispers to him, you know, like we we dare we don't dare say his name, you know, and then they say he's like Gitora at the end. Um, oh yeah, 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 that was kind of cool. I was like, okay, that's cool. I will admit. I got a, I got a noob question about King Ghidorah in general. Why king? Is he king of some country or some shit? Like why they call him that? Um, you know, King Ghidorah. I, the king factor comes from like the the just the moniker of like he's held to superiority because of his stature of like destroying planets. Like like Ghidorah okay. was all about. Going to a planet, he's kind of like the Toho Jap- Tokusatsu version of like Galactus, or like he would uh, go. That's to a, a good, planet, good way to destroy it, or like you know Independence Day. Like they go to a planet, they destroy it, they rip it for it's everything it's worth, and they move on. But King Ghidorah didn't even rip resources; he would just destroy, move on, destroy, move on. He would take over civilization after civilization after civilization, wipe them out. I think that's where the king comes from. Because okay. king implies superiority over everything else, above everything else. Godzilla is king of the monsters. So, King Ghidorah implies that he is above everything else. You know? Like, he has that stature. And, you know, uh, Ghidorah, or Ghidorah, however you say it, um, that king moniker comes from that. You know? And the, the, the kind of like the gold, he's like the gold... Uh, body and and the color and it just it just screams like royalty you know what I mean like even in even yeah that's true that's true I'm gonna kind of like diverge here a little bit but they did mention also like there's a hint that King Ghidorah in this one in in the in the 2019 and then King of the Monsters movie the American one he's his body makeup is like is going to be of like a like a type like a gold you know origin so like that's how he's able to like elicit this electricity this electric current out of his body like this like this alien like this this gold or whatever um so i don't know if that's a rumor if that's like i haven't like really looked into it all that much i'll be honest the gravity beams, yes, the gravity beams. Um, which, by the way, if you look at the trailer, there's a shot, or just real quick, and I've watched it like a gazillion times, so I've just been, I've just noticed it by now. Is like, you see the gravity beams shooting out at, at someone running by the, the, the camera. It's like a really quick shot. It's like, it's like boom, boom, boom. Like you oh, see three gravity beams shoot out. It, like they look like the electrical currents, you know, the 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 lightning bolts, as you will. Yeah. What's uh, the? Do you know what? What's the Ghidorah part from? Um, I've always I need maybe I could just look that up, but thought I'd ask you. 
What do you is like? That, what does it mean? Yeah, because you know, Gojira comes from gorilla and Kujira, the whale and gorilla. So does Ghidorah have some sort of uh, etymo- etymology to it? Honestly, I, I feel terrible about this, but I'm I'm not exactly sure. I haven't really like looked into that history, yeah. like that far into the history of King Ghidorah. But I I know that like you know King Ghidorah was kind of created. Um, he was he was kind of developed as like there, there's a rumor that he was developed solely off of like the tensions of China and Japan in the 60s and from like oh, the World War II where like God that would actually make sense too because the Ch- the Japanese often judge the Chinese for being so gaudy with the gold like Japanese Japanese aesthetic is often very simple the simplistic nature in, in China is anything but now as, as I'm looking it up it's basically uh, it says despite rumors of, of Ghidorah as was meant to represent the threat posed by China, which had the time of the character's creation just developed nuclear weapons. Director Oshiro Honda denied the connection that stated that Ghidorah was simply a modern take on the dragon Yamata no Orochi. So um, maybe they just came up with the name based on whatever. I, I don't know what that name specifically means in Japanese or what it translates to in Japanese. Um, but I, I, maybe that connection's there, but but Ishiro Honda is doubling down. Maybe he, we, we don't, we, we won't know. Maybe because Ishiro Honda was never about like, even though he was all about the the meaning of like nuclear weapons and the and the terrible tragedy of it, and he had been through World War II, and he, you know, if you read his book that just came out like a, a year ago about him, his biography, um, it's basically like you know he he wasn't a very political person. You know, he was not oh, okay. really like politically charged. Um, he understood the meaning and the gravity of like the terror of nuclear weapons because he experienced it firsthand as a Japanese person and through the war of like the atrocities that were committed and, and the things that he experienced being a soldier in the war. But he was never really a political man, like a politically charged like person. So. I, maybe that's his way of saying no. That wasn't the intent, but maybe it was the intent. Like that's never been really confirmed. Um, but you know, King Ghidorah's original design um, colors were rainbow colored. There's a oh, there's wow. a very rare photo. I ha- I have this Japanese art book. It's a photo book of like King Ghidorah, like as a as color. His color was originally blue. Oh. He was all blue, and his wings were rainbow. <laughs> color hey why not rainbow pattern so and it looked it looked really cool it was basically the same design it just looked a different color but then they at the last minute they spray painted it all they, they, they painted it gold so maybe there's some truth to that um i don't know the exact history behind that so i couldn't confirm that um i don't want to you know i don't want to spew uh fake news you know <laughs> Dude, I, I fucking love it, man. I, I, you're very knowledgeable about it, and you go into the deeper aspects of it too. And I'm a big fan of that. Like, I went from, I didn't know a whole lot about it, honestly, even though I'd always been into Japanese culture. And then I would go to 
lived in Japan for a while, come back here, started going to comic conventions. And, you know, there's always like three or four Godzilla booths around. And I'd walk by him and I'm like, what the fuck is this larva shit? Like, I just didn't know anything. And so after talking to you and, you know, the, saw the 2014 one too. And like I said before, I just started watching a bunch of the older movies and it's it's been great. I love it. I love the old tokusatsu. It, it always feels like, it feels like they tried really hard and they mostly succeeded as far as, like they didn't have the technology, man. But they did what they did with what they could. They did, they had a big imagination. It felt like it kind of feels like with their culture, they didn't care if it looked bad at times, as long as your imagination was a little bit there as well. Maybe I'm looking at that as a, somebody of this age, but it's you're you're thinking about it in a very sensible manner, actually, because I think uh, most people would most 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 of the general people. Look at Godzilla movies as um, silly Japanese actor in a rubber suit, right? He's kind of like to to the general public, to most people, he's who don't aren't familiar. He's kind of a joke, which is yeah. unfortunate. But it's the way it. I, I will say this: it, the more you get to read about, like I, I highly recommend this one book. It's called it, it's a uh, Iji Tsuburaya, Master. Yeah. I, I think it's Master of Monsters, or it's um. It's a book by uh, you know, the great enemy, uh, by the August Ragone, um, and he goes into great detail about Eiji Super. It's Eiji Superaya's uh, biography, basically, and it goes into great detail about his life and 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 what his main point was about Godzilla being real. You know, at times his effects people would be like, "Why aren't you just going to mat in a real horse to be attacked by Baragon?" Why do you got to make it look fake? Because, like, it looks super fake. Like, they're like, you know, that you got this, like, little marionette horse jumping up and down. Like, it looks silly. And they're like, why don't you, why don't we just mat a real horse in there? And he said, because of the children. He said, I don't want, he's like, I don't care how it looks, as long as it looks fun and entertaining. That's like a, that's a major cultural difference there, I think. Major cultural difference because we, you know, we look at it as, like, at times, like, you know. Cheap. It's primitive and cheap. Like if you if you go back and watch like the 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 first Ultraman, it's ran at around the same time as Batman 1966, right? And Batman 1966 was wonderful. It you know was groundbreaking at the time, great show. But if you look at Ultraman, it's like a full on like kids sci-fi drama with lots of crazy monsters and some horror aspects to it too. And it's it's almost like they were they were kind of going for more. Like the the goalpost was farther. Even though some of the effects aren't so great, it still feels like they they had higher aspirations. They and they didn't really care that the effects weren't great. It didn't stop them. No, I I agree. I you know the thing that comes to me most to mind in terms of uh, word how to word it is heart and yeah. passion. They had passionate people who wanted to make something that they felt like in their heart um, was going to be good and entertaining for the general public. But also, you know, a lot of the Ultraman, like think of a lot of American shows that were kid oriented and family oriented. They were family and kid oriented. There were not a lot of hard themes in these shows. In Japan, totally different. They didn't treat kids like kids. They treated everyone equal. You know, there was even an Ultra 7. Ultra 7 is known for being a darker, more Twilight Zone-esque show. 
because they're but you know they had, they didn't have the as much as a budget as they did for Ultraman, but just got that, the DVD the writers. Bro. That made the writers thrive because they were able to create more human stories. And I, you know, I relate a lot to Ultra Seven. Like those, the human characters and the, and the characters in that, like they have, there's a lot of really good episodes with a lot of heart, a lot of humanistic qualities in them. Um, that's the thing that people kind of like overlook, and they just they look at Godzilla through like, you know, kind of like just like blind eyes they just see it for what it is they don't go in their deeper meanings like these movies on the outside look a lot different than they are on the inside if you really do truly look into them like i, I highly recommend people listening to audio commentaries on behind the scenes of these movies it'll give you a greater insight and they're very interesting it gives you a greater insight on the meanings and why things were the way they were why they made these the way that they were and it, it makes me respect and appreciate them a lot, them a lot more. When I was a perfect example is when I was a, when I was in college, um, you know, I was in film school, and you know, the general film school attitude from a lot of my colleagues were they looked at it as a joke, and they said to me, "I don't understand how you can look at this as cinema," and I was like, "How dare you? Think of, <laughs> how dare you?" Because I was like, first of all, regardless of whatever you say, it's cinema." It's cinema. It's part of pop culture. It's there. It's relevant. But you have, like, you can't just look at it so, so one note. You should have said, "My man, Godzilla's in that Criterion." Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Criterion just bought a, like the licenses to a lot of the classic movies, and they have them streaming on their streaming channels on Stars, on Filmstruck, and they wanna they wanna release them on Blu-ray soon. Like these films have cultural relevance. They are popular. People love them. Like. There's so much more to Godzilla than people realize, and I just wish they'd be willing to unpack it in their brains. I just wish they would. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love the passion, man. No, I just love it so much. I, I, <laughs> I, whoever's listening, um, I will say humbly, I apologize if I ramble a lot, and it's okay. And I, I'm totally okay if people like fast forward through stuff, but like, I, I just say, I just want you to know that like I, I live and breathe this stuff. It's, it's been a part of my. My childhood, like since I was little, I've I've loved it, and I've only grown with it and appreciate it even more. And it, I I just like want I want other people to experience it because I feel like some people that may be on the fence or like unsure, like they're missing a lot of really great entertaining stuff, you know, that's in this in this like genre. What was the name of that show you just got? That's the more horror one. Ultra Seven. That's Ultraman's second series, right? Yes, that is uh, ultra. It was Ultraman, and then Ultra Seven, and then uh, Ultraman. Well, they call him Ultraman Jack, but it's Return of Ultraman. Actually, Return of Ultraman. Um, it's not. It's not really available yet. If you can get a bootleg, which you know is whatever. Um, Return of Ultraman. Towards the second half, like towards the latter half of the of the series, it gets pretty dark. Actually, a little darker than Ultra Seven, in my opinion. Ultra 7 is famous for having an episode that was banned from being aired, right? Yes, yes it was. And actually, I don't think it's it it may be on the DVD. I don't I'm not I'm not sure. I don't remember. I just got the DVD last week, man. It was I, I it dude. It's I think you'll love it. I think you'll love it. It's uh it's one of it's my fa- it, I I I I went to a con recently, not a Comic-Con, but like another one. I think it was WonderCon and I and I had my Ultra 7 shirt on. And this guy at the con was like, awesome shirt. And I was like, he's my favorite. And he goes, 
kind of snarkily. He goes, yeah, it's everyone's. I was like, well, for good reason, bro. <laughs> I don't know. People like that Nexus. That was episode 137. That is our San Diego Comic-Con 2018 roundup, as well as our discussion of Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and all things Godzilla with Jonathan Portman. We want to thank Shasta, as always, and also Matt Herring. Uh, these guys are our Patreon supporters. And, thank you. Um, YouTube, YouTube can all. join us. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, of course, Jonathan, man, for coming on again. Yes, thank, thank you. you fucking awesome dude thank you guys i i love i had to talk yeah. about this with something <laughs> yeah. oh i mean i talked to my friends and they and they love it too but like i i feel like i'm making them sick of hearing about it so i'm glad i can <laughs> come on and you know get it out to someone and do like yeah. you need the you need the outlet i can't wait for the discussion when the movie comes out oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> if, if i'm still alive guys I mean, <laughs> my heart my my, my head might explode. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. You just got to live long enough to have the discussion. Then. Oh, right? Um, yeah? And then I go oh, cool after that. Yeah. <laughs> no, please don't go. There'll be more Godzilla films. <laughs> <laughs> but thank oh, you. Man. Truly, thank you. This is Stefan signing off. This is Andrew signing off. This is Maddie. Bye-bye. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. Yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar, you'll be able to uh, give us. A topic for us to talk about, and that's we'll talk dope. about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows yeah. how long it'll take? And that's pretty tight. <laughs> that's the coolest thing. <laughs> Wait, we're on the internet. That's pretty good. <laughs> if you and we can make money. <laughs> what? <laughs> if you donate a thousand dollars, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. If you give us a grant, who knows what'll happen? Check us out. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. <laughs> but you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'm okay. I'll give you a for a weekend. <laughs> for $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. <laughs> Superhouse Gigolo Project. 2018. <laughs> Links in the description. 